In just a few days, the calendar turns to a new year. And in honor of the event, we've made a list of some new year resolutions that we'd love to see made by the Giants in 2024. That's coming your way next on the Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Locked on Giants podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and the conditions apply. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked on Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Traina, P-Train, credentialed member of the New York Giants media, over 30 years covering the team in some capacity, um, and I am happy to be here with you on this Friday. Happy Friday to everybody. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day, or if you watch, I need to be your first watch of the day, and a shout out, of course, to my everydayers, my Blue Crew community, my newcomers, and everybody in between happy to have you with us on today's Lockdown Giants podcast. Okay, folks, we finally made it. It's the end of the year. The new year starts in a few days. So in thinking about this past season with the New York Giants, I said to myself, so what are some resolutions that if you can make them for the Giants to follow in 2024, what would they be? And hence the topic of today's show was born. So I'm going to give you some resolutions that I would like to see the Giants maybe look strive to uh to to accomplish in 2024 i'm sure some of these are already on their list but i'm going to give you you know my take things that maybe i just you know thought they could have done a little bit better so i have a a list for you and as always if you have a suggestion for the list something that i left off be sure to drop it in the comments section below if you're watching on youtube or you can always send me an email And let me know what you think. I always like hearing from you guys and gals. So that is today's show. Again, welcome. Let's get into it. Okay. I think the number one thing that the Giants need to make a resolution on is change up whatever it is they're not doing or doing that is leading to injuries. Now, I don't have to tell you guys and gals that the Giants are among the most injured teams in the NFL. And this isn't just a one-year thing or a two-year thing. This has been a multi-year thing. Football in itself is a violent game. Injuries are going to happen. You can't avoid broken bones. You can't avoid, you know, unfortunately, ACLs. You can't avoid concussions. They're all going to happen as part of the game. For the Giants, however, a string of injuries that seems to really pop up year after year after year that I do think that maybe – They can do something a little bit different in tackling this issue are the soft tissue injuries, the groins, the hamstrings, um, you know, anything with with a a ligament or or muscle. Now, you know, a couple last year, calves were, were, you know, the injury du jour, you will. Now, part of that is obviously on stretching. 
Part of that can also be on hydration, could be on rest and recovery. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I had Pratik Patel, who used to be an assistant coach of, on the Giants. He worked with Aaron Wilman in the strength and conditioning uh, department. And Pratik offered some thoughts on, you know, th- those types of injuries and what you could do to, you know, address them. You know, part of it's also history. And I'm going to link those shows for you, by the way, if you want to check them out. I do recommend you, you, you see them if you haven't already done so. But, you know, the Giants, look, injuries are going to happen. I get that. But this year in particular, it was the players who got injured that really sunk the Giants' battleship. You know, when you lose Saquon Barkley for three games or Andrew Thomas for, for however many games was it, six games or something like that, you lose Daniel Jones um, for the season to an ACL. You know, injuries like that, Dexter Lawrence dealing with a, a hamstring, you know, that all adds up. And when you can't play with a full slate or a full deck of cards, so to speak, that's a problem. And I know um, when I spoke, when we spoke to uh, Joe Shane at the uh, bye week, I raised the question about injuries and Joe Shane was like, well, if it was one specific injury, we can maybe hone in on it and look into it. And, you know, no disrespect to Joe Shane, but to me, soft tissue injuries, whether it's to an ankle, to a groin, to a hamstring, it's all in the same family. And if it involves stretching or recovery or stuff like that, that is something you can look into. So I don't know what the answer is, but I sure do hope that, you know, that team of sports scientists that the Giants always talk about, that head coach Brian Dable always talks about, that they really sit down and look at this because, you know, normal football injuries, again, they're not, you you can't avoid them. You're going to have broken bones and all that stuff. But these soft tissue injuries, the ones that tend to linger, That's something that I would hope moving forward, they really, really put, you know, extra resources into if they have to, because, you know, the fact that they're amongst the most injured teams year after year means they're not doing something right. It can't just be bad luck. It can't just be, oh, we got players that have a history of injury. It's got to be something in the water, so to speak. So that's number one. And I didn't rank this list, but that right away comes to mind as being the top New Year's resolution this team's got to look at if they want to improve in 2024 and beyond. Okay. Item number two on my list, play the starters more in preseason. Now, I go back to last summer when the decision was made to play the starting offense for one series against a Carolina team that, if you think about it, really wasn't very good. The emphasis seemed to be on keeping the team healthy, getting them to the regular season healthy. And what happened? Well, besides the fact that injuries started to pile up, the Giants didn't look ready. And, you know, the coaching staff probably felt, oh, okay, we're getting quality reps in practice. You know, we're, we're monitoring all this stuff and whatnot. You cannot simulate game speed in practice. The CBA doesn't allow it. So that's something that I just did not like. I won't go so far as to say that Brian Dable ran a country club environment 
because that wouldn't be fair. But you got to put your starters out there, especially when you have new pieces and you're trying to introduce new concepts, which the Giants were at the time. They were, you know, looking to be more vertical as a, as an offense. Um, I never understood the the reasoning behind that. I thought that was a mistake. And I'm not saying that you should put your starters out there for every single snap in the preseason, but certainly for more than one series and, and, you know, against different opponents and different competition. I don't see what the harm is in that. Yeah. There's an injury risk, I suppose, but you know what injuries, if they're going to happen, they're going to happen. And if you see number one, on my list about addressing the soft tissue injuries. Maybe now you don't have to worry about it so much. Okay. Coming up, I've got some more on my list. So I'm going to tell you what I've got. Don't go anywhere. Hey, giant fans, if you've got a specific food craving, but you don't have that food readily available in the house, or maybe you're wanting a meal from your local favorite restaurant, but you don't have time to run out to get it or to sit in the restaurant You don't have to, thanks to DoorDash. DoorDash can bring you whatever you want, when you want it, morning, noon, and night, including groceries and items from convenience stores. For years, I've trusted DoorDash to deliver freshly made meals from my favorite restaurants, whether I'm at home or on the road. And more recently, I've relied on them to bring me items from my local pharmacy and convenience stores, as well as from my local grocery stores. And they've never let me down. DoorDash brings you what you ordered or they will make it right. And you can save on all your deliveries with a monthly Dash Pass membership that more than pays for itself after just a couple of deliveries. There's never been a better time than now to join DoorDash. As right now, for a limited time, you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $10 when you spend $15 or more. Just download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKED23 at checkout to get your introductory discount. Offer subject to change, terms apply. Hey, Giant fans, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers Stay Hot on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and score big this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Traina, P-Train. We're making New Year's resolutions on behalf of the Giants. Some of them are pretty obvious. Some of them maybe not so much. Um, These are things that I would look to do if I were in charge. And I know what you're probably thinking. You're probably thinking, thank God you're not in charge. But uh, look, everybody's entitled to an opinion, including yours truly. And that's what I'm giving you. And speaking of opinions, before I get into the next group of um, resolutions for the Giants, Locked on Giants Live is back. That's right. It's been over a month, but Locked on Giants Live will be back tonight, 7.30. That would be Friday night, 7.30. Traina, Tana, and Dog. Been over a month, you know, between the bye week, between my having COVID for a couple weeks. Um, We're finally getting the gang back together. Hope you will join us on the YouTube channel. All right. That being said, 
let's get to the rest of the items on my list. This one, I feel kind of bad saying this, but I've got to. The Giants, I've noticed, tend to have a a, a soft spot, if you will, to certain players. You know, sort of like a, a sentimental streak, if you will. And specifically, I'm talking about a guy like Sterling Shepard, wide receiver. Now, you guys know I absolutely adore Shep. I, you know, longest tenure giant, a guy who I have a lot of respect for, a guy who, you know, it broke my heart to see him get injured and, and you know, have to go through what he went through. But that being said, folks, football is a business and the business side is not always pretty. And to me, I just, you know, why would you devote a roster spot to a guy who, you know, maybe can't help you as much as another guy can. It doesn't make sense to me from a business perspective. From a sentimental perspective, yes, it makes sense. You know, maybe it was a reward for to Shepard for being, you know, a team player while he was injured last year. Um, a reward for, you know, being a good soldier, so to speak. But if you're trying to build a winning team, can you really afford to have, you know, to devote roster spots to guys for sentimental purposes? I'm not sure that you can, especially if you have a lot of needs. So, you know, look, I get it. Coaches and GMs, they have their guys, their preferences. I get that. I mean, it's human nature. We all have our, you know, our preferences. But I think if you're looking to build something, you have to maybe think about, what's really best for the team. And, you know, with Shep, like I said, I love the guy. I absolutely, you know, love the guy to pieces. And I don't hate the fact that he was given an opportunity to end his career on his terms, but wouldn't it have been better to devote that roster spot to maybe, I don't know, another swing tackle or another edge rusher or something like that to take that money and devote it to a veteran? Just my, you know, from a business perspective. And again, the business side of football is 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 cold and cruel. So it's just something to think about moving forward with the with, with the sentimental stuff. Um, if you, especially if you're looking to win. So okay, another resolution. Roster construction. Better balance amongst the roster. Now, when I say that. Obviously, you know, you cannot address all your needs in one offseason. There's going to be positions where you're going to maybe not find the right guy. For example, this past year, the Giants couldn't find a number one receiver that they liked. So they tried to make Darren Waller that guy. Um, But what I'm talking about is you go back and you look at how the Giants roster was constructed for training camp, the training camp roster, the 90-man roster. Did they really need all those slot receivers? Couldn't they have maybe, you know, bypassed a couple of them? And, you know, one of which was Cole Beasley. You know, I talk about the sentimental aspect of it. That was a guy who, you know, was with Dable up in in, uh, in Buffalo. But could they have maybe taken some of the money that they spent on those veteran receivers and used that on a swing tackle or another edge rusher or some other position where they were thin? I think they could have. 
You know, I mean, I never understood why they had to have so many slot receivers. It was almost like, you know, buying five different outfits for New Year's Eve and trying to figure out which one you're going to wear. And, you know, it just didn't work for them. And I think you could say it might have come back to, to bite them because they did lack a, a, a swing tackle. You know, fortunately, they they went back and they got Tyree Phillips back off the Eagles practice squad after they cut him in training camp. They still really didn't find a second edge rusher. You know, Aziz Ojolari's been hurt. Jihad Ward, really not that guy. So you got to, to me, do a better job of balancing out your numbers. And I know, you know, Joe Shane, Brian Dable will say, well, we don't go in with the intention of having X number of, of receivers and X number of offensive linemen and all that stuff. But I do think, you know, if, if you're looking at your position groups and where they're maybe at their weakest, for whatever the reason, whether it be performance or whether it be because guys coming off of injury, you might want to maybe add a little bit more at that spot as opposed to another spot where you had stronger numbers or stronger performance. You know, you look at the offensive line. We all know that that unit has been a problem now for however long. So you're not going to add a legitimate tackle to be your swing guy made no sense to me. So hopefully, you know, for the new year, that's something they rethink when they put together their 90 man roster for next summer's training camp. Cause um, you can't, you can't skimp. I mean, again, you can't get everything you need, but you know, you can say to yourself, okay, do we really need that extra slot receiver as opposed to, you know, this, this guy, you know, or this position. All right. Next thing. Obviously, um, they're going to have to address some positions, quarterback, wide receiver one, edge rusher. Hopefully, there'll be some guys uh, that meet their needs, whether it be in the draft or in free agency. So that's not really a, a resolution. That's more of a to-do, underscored, double underscored, and red line. Another um, resolution I'd like to see them maybe implement, and I know they're not going to be able to totally do this, but Joe Shane, when he was hired, spoke of not wanting to kick the can down the road, which means not wanting to or not needing to restructure contracts. And for the most part, he's done a good job with that. But there have been instances where they've had to do that. You know, they had to do that, I think, with with, um, Daniel Jones's contract this past year to clear some cap space. The less you have to do that, the better. And, you know, that's the reason why, you know, it creates a vicious cycle where if you keep on doing that and kicking the can down the road, you're going to mess up your salary cap. Now, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I can tell you that the Giants are going to have to obviously clear some more cap space for the offseason. And they're going to do it. There's going to be guys that are going to be cut. They'll probably restructure a few guys and all that stuff. But the less restructuring you have to do, the better. And again, for the most part, Joe Shane did a better job of that this year. He didn't touch Adoree Jackson's contract. He didn't touch Leonard Williams's contract before he traded him away. You know, he did have to touch Daniel Jones's. I get that. Um, so the less you have to do that, the better. 
because at some point I would love to see the Giants go into the the off season and have a healthy cap situation to where you're you're not, you're sitting there and you're not saying to yourself, "Oh my God, where are they going to get more money?" Because there's only so many spots they can get more money. Along those lines, let's talk about guys that they need to get locked up. Saquon Barkley, yeah, I would see if I could get him locked up. I wouldn't, you know, see about a, a four-year contract, which might have been what I would have sought for him last year. But see if you can get him done so that you don't have to go to the uh, franchise tag route again. Xavier McKinney, mm, I would want him back. I like X. I think he's earned a contract here. I don't know that he's going to get it because I think he's going to hit the market and I think he's going to get a, a, a an offer that's going to blow the Giants out of the water. But try and get as many of these guys done early as possible. I mean, now, to his credit, Joe Shane did that this past year. He got Dexter under contract while he was on his option year. He got Andrew Thomas long-term while he was still in the midst of his rookie year. So that helped. But, uh, and and you can't re-sign everybody, but I'd like to see them maybe, you know, get it done in the off season so that you have a little bit more of a, a better picture moving forward, especially as you need to add guys after the draft or, you know, when roster cuts are made and stuff like that. So you're not really scraping the bottle, bottom of the barrel. All right, I got a few more for you coming up right after this. Hey, Giant fans, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, right? So that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I've used LinkedIn Jobs myself to find aspiring writers for Giants Country, the site that I run over on SI's Fan Nation, and the process is not only super easy, but a big time saver. Simply add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize whom you'd like to interview and hire. So don't spend time sorting through endless resumes and dead-end leads. Put LinkedIn Jobs to work to you today for free by visiting linkedin.com slash NFL. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Giant fans, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you all day, every day, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, everybody, welcome back to Locked On Giants. I'm Patricia Trainer, your host. And again, tonight, Friday night, 7.30 Eastern, Locked On Giants Live. Trina, Tana, dog, come join us. We have our chat that uh, we open up to our community, those that join us. And we got a lot to talk about because it's been over a month since we've done it. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing... Tana and dog again, as well as, you know, the regulars who, who swing by and any newcomers. So I do hope you'll be able to make it, make it uh, for tonight. 
And if you don't make it, we, of course, we'll have the replay on YouTube and it will be available on our audio platforms. So don't worry, you'll, you'll still be able to access it. All right. We're talking about New Year's resolutions for the New York Giants. And I have one more that I want to talk about. Kind of piggybacks on one that I started with, and that's injuries. I think I would like to see the Giants handle injuries a little bit better than they did this year. You know, I think about how Graham Gano was able to, you know, go out there and be allowed to kick against the Jets despite having a knee that he knew he was going to need surgery on. You know, I, I go back to, you know, this past week with Jamie Gillen having a left groin injury. Of course, Jamie is is left-footed. So, um, you know, that I I still say affected him. Look, I know when it comes to injuries that sometimes a team is stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I say that because, you know, ultimately trainers and doctors will go to the guy and they will say, okay, how do you feel? And no athlete, no competitor worth his grain of salt is going to say, I don't feel well enough to play. It just doesn't happen or it rarely happens, I should say. But you also got to take a look at how they're performing. You know, watch them in warmups, watch them in practice. Do they look compromised at all? And if so, how effective are they going to be for game day? Now, I'm sure to a degree the Giants do that with certain guys or with all their injured guys, but I just feel like they missed the mark a little too much this year on guys. You know, I, I think back to the, to the Andrew Thomas injury when he pulled the hamstring. I mean, if that had been me, I would have pulled Andrew Thomas out of that game right then and there, rather than to have him run around and risk making that injury worse, which unfortunately he did. You know, Daniel Jones, when he came back from the neck injury, having him run a quarterback sneak, which involved him pushing the pile from the head and the shoulders. I mean, what are you thinking there? So I just feel like the management of injured players this year wasn't quite what it needed to be. Now, hopefully nobody has anything long-term. Hopefully they learn from it. But um, yeah, I, I did not like how they managed injuries. Um, I thought there were some instances where it cost them. And I would hope moving forward, I'm not saying baby the guys, I'm not saying bubble wrap them, but just be a little bit more aware, I would say, of what's going on with these guys and whether or not they're actually, you know, as good as they claim to be. You know, we'll see what the Giants do in the offseason. It's going to be a long offseason. We still got a couple of games left to go. And of course, on Sunday, I will get you a podcast as soon as I can after that game, wrapping up that game with some takeaways and whatnot. And then we'll just continue going right along here on the Locked on Giants podcast um, as we try to fill in some of the gaps and start looking ahead to the off season, which in case you haven't noticed, I've started to try and do since this season is kind of lost. So anyway, I want to thank you as always for tuning into the Locked on Giants podcast. I want to wish you a very happy new year. If you don't tune in, you know, obviously before the, the new calendar terms. And above all, I want to say thank you to everybody because thanks to you, we had another record-setting year here on the Locked on Giants podcast, over 2.5 million downloads and listens. Wow. 
there was a time when I would have been happy with a thousand and to, to see that I had over 2.5 million, just amazing. And I want to thank you all for making that possible. So on that note, those of you who are planning to come to tonight's live stream, I will see you then. If you're planning to take a weekend off, have a great weekend, a great new year, a safe new year, and we will see you again soon.